Research Podcast, a production of the Communication Research Center at Boston University. This podcast is a colloquium presentation by Professor Don Wright titled A Longitudinal Analysis of the Increased Use of Social and Emerging Media in Public Relations Practice. Thanks, uh, thanks Michael. I'd like to do two things uh, before I start. Um, it's always good with a group like this to try to um, have a brief story or, or a joke or something like that. And so um, literally within the last hour, I, I went on to my Facebook page and, and, and there was a message from somebody that, uh, that sounded like it might fit. I, I, I blocked it, I copied it, and I went to print it. And then it literally took me 10 minutes for it to come out of the printer because of all the stuff in 704 that was just jamming through the printer. I, I literally asked for assistance from Mina and I uh, was amazed to find out that it, it was not one of her files, but um, we're, still looking for the, we're still looking for the person. Um, but um, seriously, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a story that uh, uh, some of us have heard in the past, maybe others haven't, but that the, um, the Supreme Court met in a special session today, and it ruled that um, there can't be a nativity scene in the, in the uh, Capitol during uh, this Christmas season. This is not for any religious reason. Uh, they, they simply have not been able to wise men uh, in or near Washington. Um, the rest of the message was that the search for a virgin continues, but there uh, was no problem, however, in finding enough asses to, um, to fill the stable. Um, ser seriously, I, I, I'd like to take a moment to thank my colleagues who've done such a terrific job um, promoting uh, these um, uh, Communication Research Center colloquiums, and, and special thanks all goes out to, to Jim Shanahan and to, and to, to, and to Mina Say, uh, but others are, are involved as well. And you know, over the years that um, I've been involved one way or another with at least half a dozen university-based research groups such as this, and I found that few, if any of them, were or as organized uh, or operate as effectively as, as this one does. I think that the work of uh, the CRC clearly is enhancing uh, the position of Boston University and its College of Communication on both the national and international research fronts, and I'm extremely proud um, uh, to, uh, to be part of this, uh, this great um, effort. I'm excited today to be able to share with you some things about the, the, uh, the trend analysis and the longitudinal studies that I've been doing, uh, taking a look at um, uh, how social and emerging media are used in public relations uh, uh, practice. The, um, the things I'd like to, to accomplish within the next uh, half hour or so, and hopefully we'll have some time for some Q&A and some interaction, but I, I'll provide you with a, an overview about um, the, the social and emerging media. We'll briefly examine what's been written about social and emerging media in the scholarly literature of public relations. Take a look at some of the ways social and emerging media used effectively and ineffectively in public relations practice thoroughly discussed the longitudinal analysis trend study research that Michelle Hinson and I have been uh, conducting with hundreds of, um, of uh, public relations practitioners uh, in the last five or six years, uh, comment about how public relations use of social and emerging media is being measured and evaluated, and uh, take a look at how social and emerging media have impacted the process of communication or what um, 
our friends at the Institute for Public Relations like to refer to as the science beneath the art of public relations. Um, I'm going to take this slide out, but, but um, uh, it's always, I think, important when you talk about public relations and, and anything to make sure people know what public relations is because unfortunately, even though the last time I checked, we were still in, in, we were in the year 2011, there still are people out there who, who misconstrue public relations with publicity simplistic uh, uh, forms of, uh, of, of public relations practice that, that uh, have sort of been taking a back seat for the past 50 or 60 years. But, but our goal in public relations is to initiate or reinforce change in knowledge and opinions and attitudes and behaviors with um, um, uh, various important and, uh, and strategic publics. Um, a little bit too, uh, perhaps, about my experience with, with uh, the emerging media that um, I was one of the first people to, to conduct research taking a look at how the internet and other emerging technologies were impacting public relations. Um, I, um, I wrote a, a couple of papers that were published by Institute for Public Relations uh, um, in, in, in 1998 and in, in 2001. I still like the title of that monograph, the 2001 one, <coughs> The Magic Communication Machine, because clearly I think that the, the uh, emerging technologies have, have, have have really dramatically. I don't. I don't think that they have that, that they have changed how we practice um, public relations or any other forms of communications. But they've they 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 they've played a role similar to what what uh, um, you know the newspaper uh, uh, played when when we got into the era of the penny press and uh, <coughs> to what radio did in the twenties and what, what television offered us. Uh, 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 not so much when it was introduced in in in, in the forties and, and early fifties, but but when we decided news and, and, and communication media in, 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 the, in the 1960s. I've authored a number of articles um, uh, and presented a, a variety of juried um, academic convention papers on some aspects of the, the new and emerging communication. And this includes this um, large that I've been doing with <coughs> public relations practitioners each year since, since 2006. My co-author, Michelle Hinson, and I, we had this great idea in 2005 that we'd come up with this questionnaire about uh, the new media and that we would, um, uh, it'd be a great study because every year we'd just, you know, uh, send out the same questionnaire and people would answer the same questions. But of course, there have been dramatic changes all the time. Um, uh, you know, I mean, Facebook, uh, although it was invented in, and has been around since 2004, it really wasn't doing much in 2005, 2006. So we've had to dramatically change some of the questions that we ask. We, we have about 60 to 70 questions that we ask, and there's only like four or five of them that we've been able to ask every year since, uh, since we we working on, on, on the project. And when I say um, emerging media or new media or new technologies or, or, or any of those terms, we're looking at uh, various social um, networking um, uh, websites. Uh, uh, we're looking at uh, microblogs such as Twitter video sharing options like YouTube, search engine marketing, blogs, um, electronic forums or message boards and, uh, and, and, and podcasts. Um, a few um, little what I, what I call emerging media nuggets that uh, some of you might know, but if you don't, I think it's kind of interesting to, uh, to talk about these, uh, these options and these, uh, these possibilities. But, but Facebook now has more than 800 million users more than 300 million of them uh, sign on to Facebook um, any given day. If Facebook were a country, it would be the world's third largest and twice the size of the United States. Facebook um, has users in 190 different countries who communicate 
on Facebook in more than 70 different languages. The average Facebook user has 130 friends, um, that, uh, that would be Facebook friends, uh, that uh, people spend uh, over 700 billion minutes per month on, on, on Facebook. People interact with more than 900 million objects on Facebook. The average Facebook user is connected to 80 groups, events, and community pages. The average Facebook um, user creates 90 pieces of content each month. Um, social networking now accounts for 22% of all the time spent online in the United States. Twitter experienced a 200% growth in 2011. We found that uh, its use uh, had, had a dramatic growth as well in our research. Uh, people now spend more than 200 million tweets per day. That's up from 65 million uh, a year, year and a half ago. Um, about half of these daily tweets are created by only 20% of Twitter's um, user base. And, and, and many of those, many of those 20,000 are celebrities, media outlets, organizations, blogs, etc. Some people are concerned that 10% of Twitter's users produce 50% of all the tweets. Better than it used to be a couple of years ago when 10% of the users produced 90% of, of all the tweets. Uh, LinkedIn now has uh, 120 million users. Google Plus, you can write that either way, is an invite-only social networking site founded uh, uh, earlier this year. Currently reports to have um, uh, more than 50 million uh, users and growing. Uh, emerging media currently uh, receive 13% of all advertising spending, which is projected to grow beyond 20% by 2015. 81% of business journalists and webinars when looking for story ideas, breaking news, or when they are seeking a corporate um, spokesperson. Corporate blogs make up only 8% um, of the blogosphere. <coughs> Nearly half of all American adults now get at least some of their news on a cell phone, smartphone, or a, a tablet, or, a, uh, or on a tablet uh, um, a computer. Um, the, um, um, I want to take a sort of a, a, a brief look at, 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 at some of the, um, of the things that have been written about the social and emerging media in uh, the scholarly literature. And uh, I, I really need to acknowledge uh, Professor Sandra Dewey, who is, um, she's a local public relations person who went back to school, now teaches at the, um, uh, at, at the University of, um, of Southwestern Louisiana, and uh, uh, really is becoming kind of the the, the expert on, on, on uh, putting together all of, the, all of the things that have been written about public relations um, in, in the social media. And she traces the start of the, of the, of the literature review to um, a guy named Chet Berger, who was, uh, just passed away. Uh, Chet was a very noted um, uh, public relations practitioner, did a lot of work with, with, with the old, uh, with the, you know, the, um, the, the real AT&T back in, in the old days, and um, uh, had his own firm in New York. And in 1981, he predicted that new communication technologies would change corporate America in fundamental ways, including lowering communication costs, vanishing paper trails, streamlining communication networks, reducing the frequency of, of that should be face-to-face -face, um, uh, communication, and newfound ability to direct messages to specific audiences. Betsy Ann Plank, who was the um, First woman to be uh, president of PRSA back in the in the days when being president of that was the chief elected uh, officer uh, in 1983 warned public relations practitioners to brace yourself for the mixed blessings 
of immediate reaction to our messages in regard to the instant, sometimes thought-lacking feedback the new technology would allow. And, and I have to smile when I read that quote because it's such a it's, it's such a provocative thing for Betsy to say. And those of you who might have, uh, she would never go to a computer. Uh, she never had an email address, and and uh, I can remember being on various committees and so forth and so on. And it would have everybody's fax numbers, and then it would say, no, it would have everybody's email address, and then it would say, please fax to you know Betsy Plank at such a number in Chicago. Uh, some studies that have been done uh, uh, that, uh, um, uh, and, and the, um, the names of, um, of, the, of, of the authors, a whole bunch to you, but Ursoc er and, 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 and Lichty in 1998 examined how corporate social responsibility was conveyed on websites, and they found that, that the, the predominant model was top down. One of the things that's a little disturbing about, about the, 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 the findings that are, that are um, um, communicated in the literature review is that although we have this, this, this marvelous uh, new form of technology to develop relationships with people and communicate and, 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 and enhance relationships and so forth and so on, in many cases we, we're continuing to use it as we use the, 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 the old media, uh, just, <coughs> just dumping messages on people and so forth and so on. Um, White and Ramon uh, reported that the trial and error approach to website development was more commonly found than one based on, on any kind of research planning or evaluation. Um, uh, Bob Heath said that new media offer both opportunities and threats to relationship building and uh, Coombs um, described the internet not only as a new weapon for, um, for, for, for CRS but also as a, um, a, a potential equalizer that would um, embrace and significantly affect issues management and, 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 uh, and corporate um, uh, uh, performance. Um, Taylor Canton White examined how activist organizations were using the internet to build relationships with strategic target audiences. Uh, and, and again, they, they, they found that, uh, that these activists did not fully engage the publics in, 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 in two-way communication. There's been a lot of interesting stuff that's done been done on activist the, 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 the use of social and emerging media by activist groups. Uh, and, and a lot of people think that, that some of the people in the activist groups really don't want to fix the situation because if they fix the situation, then the protest would end and they'd have to go home or, you know, uh, it's really some, some interesting stuff that, that's, uh, that's in there. Uh, Naughty, Freundman, and Atwood, as well as um, Ortree and Seltzer, uh, reported that um, activist organizations, including NGOs and advocacy groups, were good at providing information but lacked online interactivity with their publics. Yang and Taylor found that social movements were doing little to activate um, offline uh, participation and Sok and Supa, and yes that is Dustin, uh, argued that activists were underutilizing the potential of framing techniques on their websites. Uh, Kent acknowledged that the potential of blog, he acknowledged the potential of blog framing, um, persuasion, issue monitoring, and environmental scanning. And there's some other um, um, uh, studies uh, uh, in, 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 in there as well that if anybody would like to get a, um, if anybody would like to get a, you know, a copy of the slides or, or a little bit more details about um, these articles, I would be happy to, uh, to provide them for you. Um, I, I do want to take a little bit of a look at um, the, um, the 
the problem that seems to appear over and over again in literature that um, that although the interactive participatory nature of the web distinguishes it from traditional media, that we're not always taking advantage uh, uh, of, 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 of those opportunities. Uh, Seltzer and, and, and Mitruk suggest that blogs are potentially more effective for relationship building than websites because they have this responsive design, but, but still a lot of people are just using blogs for in the same way that they were using um, um, a website situations. In spite of these potential advantages, um, uh, um, a variety of people listed there communication within the emerging media to be primarily um, asymmetrical in nature, uh, lacking dialogic features and lacking a move to, uh, uh, to the, 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 the two-way symmetric communication that we would really like to see in our field. When you say two-way symmetrical communication, there is one scholar whose name just automatically goes to the top of the list on that, and that's Jim Grunig, who's a professor emeritus at um, the University of Maryland, and he's admonished public relations over the years for using the same way traditional media have been used for dumping messages on the general population. Uh, Grunig also says that for public relations to fully use digital media, practitioners and scholars must reinstitutionalize public relations as a behavioral strategic management paradigm rather than as a symbolic interactive paradigm. He also says that the new media have the potential to make um, the profession more global, strategic, two-way and interactive, symmetrical or dialogical and socially responsible. In spite of all that, many practitioners are using emerging media in the same ways they use traditional media as a means of simply disseminating information rather than as a, a strategic means of interacting with uh, publics. Um, that um, in addition to, to uh, this, this, this long list of studies that have been um, um, uh, published uh, w within the literature of, pu of, of, of public relations and communication. Research about these topics have been published in scholarly journals in, in many different academic fields, including history, mathematics. I mean, you know, I, I thought that was a joke until I, you know, did some searching and, 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 and checked. Political science, psychology, social work, sociology, and, and um, uh, the to tourism and, and leisure services. Um, if you Google tourism, leisure, leisure services, and uh, social media, you'll find uh, almost a quarter of a million um, uh, uh, options to, uh, to look at. So uh, it's, 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 it's a topic that's of, of great interest, <clears throat> not just in colleges of communication, but in many other academic fields. Um, I want to take a, 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 a little brief look at Maybe we'll take a, a, um, I'll mention a few other uh, projects. but. Here are some things that have uh, taken place um, that you might list in the category of effective emerging media use uh, within the past uh, month or two. John Deere's project, um, uh, uh, Project Can Do, it capitalized upon the interactive potential of social networking by encouraging the company's Facebook followers to donate more than 300,000 cans of food to an Illinois food bank. The campaign was enhanced or it has enhanced John Deere's reputation as a company that aims to bring together farmers, the land they work, and communities. Uh, moving to the nonprofit side, the Humane, the Humane Society of the United States, noted for a lot of uh, effective use of, 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 of social media, particularly on Facebook and Twitter, now has more than a million likes on Facebook, 1.2 million names um, 
uh, were added to its email be, uh, base. Uh, they have hundreds of thousands of, of Twitter followers, and that's all very unusual um, for an organization whose key demographic is women 55 and older. Um, Ford um, Motor Company has really made effective use of, of social media. Ford received um, 50,000 Facebook likes, 11,000 plus YouTube video views, and had 25,000 potential customers seek individual specific Ford Explorers on Ford.com. All of that in a single day. Ford's social media activities have been uh, uh, directly linked to increased sales and productivity, and they recently just uh, uh, um, they introduced a new car. Uh, and it was only available, or information about it was only available on, on, on social media. Um, McCormick, the spice company, uh, it's, it's T-Day Turkey. Uh, they, I mean, um, all kinds of people have been offering recipes and so forth and so on to people who are interested in cooking. But, uh, but um, <coughs> McCormick is one of those products that's a little, kind of, it's a little interesting because if you go into the grocery store and you look for McCormick spices, they're all over the place, but it costs a little bit more than the than, than the regular thing, the regular spices do. Um, but uh, by the unique use of social media, offering recipes and cooking um, cooking tips, complete with photos of turkeys and meals and so forth, uh, and then uh, if the consumers would like um, the tea day turkey, uh, they received access to a wide variety of recipes and tips um, in the weeks leading up. To reports strong links between this Facebook activity and, uh, and, and sales. Um, so let's take a bit of a look into the things that, that uh, uh, Michelle and I have found um, in, um, in, in, in the studies we've been done. Uh, Michelle uh, Hinson uh, worked at the Institute for Public Relations for 16 years and she had a, um, an unbelievable knack of, to get people to do things and stuff like that. Uh, and she's one of the few people I know, and I see Dustin smiling because you know her as well. I mean, you know, if you didn't participate in the study, she, um, uh, she, I mean, we don't need to tell the, we don't need to tell the people at, at IRB this kind of stuff, but you know, she threatened to burn your house down and stuff like that. <laughs> we got really, we got really high uh, uh, responses. And then people, we actually started, uh, uh, you know, we, 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 we didn't, we didn't, this was not, this was a trend study. This was not a panel study. In a panel study, you interview the same people you know, year after year after year after year. In a trend study, you, you know, you, you're taking random samples from the same groups of uh, members of the International Public Relations um, uh, Association, members of PRSA, and so forth and so on. But we would actually get people complaining. You know, did you, are you doing the study again this year? You didn't send me an invitation to participate in it and stuff like that. So that was kind of, kind of cool. But every year since 2006, We've been um, uh, <coughs> surveying a large number of public relations practitioner respondents. I'm just giving you the numbers for the last uh, three years. We're, we're, we're in the field now with our 2012 data. Uh, and the reason we're, I'm just looking at this within the last three years, because there, there are a whole bunch of things that we, there, as I said, there's four or five questions we can go back to 2005, 2006 on. But um, you can see the number of respondents we got, um, <coughs> 479. Uh, this in 2011, 563 in 2010, 574 in 2009. And albeit those numbers are getting smaller, but of course it's becoming harder and harder to get people to participate. I mean, when we first did this as an online survey, it was like, oh, I'm going to go fill. I mean, in one year we had something like 800 responses. But um, uh, it, for many of them, it was the first time they'd ever you know, experienced doing, a, doing an online survey. So it be, it's becoming a little bit more difficult to get people to um, 
to, um, to fill them out, but our numbers are still high. I mean, if you take a look, you go through many of the, uh, you know, you go to the uh, public relations conference or you go to ICA or, or AEJMC or NCA, and you can see a lot of papers there that are presented with an N of like 200 or something like that. Uh, you know, we're, we're, we're well above that. We're finding an increasing agreement each year suggesting that the emerging uh, communication media have enhanced public relations practice and the results um, suggest that this is particularly the case with social media and microblogs. Uh, uh, 87% of the practitioners tell us emerging media have changed the way their organizations communicate. That's the 87% is the 2011 number. It's up from 83% in 2010. 73% in 2009, and 61% um, in 2008, 58% in 2007. This is one of the few questions that we've been asking for a number of years. Have the mean scores in there um, <clears throat> that you know, the mean scores, of course, to, to those of us who understand the statistical side of things, the mean scores mean so much more than the percents, but to so much of the, um, to so much of the uh, practitioner audience, the, 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 the percents uh, deliver uh, a, a stronger message. And the mean scores are on five-point scales based uh, with being, being the best score, the highest score, the most agreement, the most uh, higher, highest degree of favorability, whatever. Uh, the impact remains more pronounced with, um, uh, the, uh, with external rather than internal communications. There is a strong agreement that we found and it increases each year suggesting that blogs, microblogs, social media, and other emerging communication media complement traditional news media. Um, are finding strong support indicating emerging media have made communications more instantaneous, which um, forces organizations to respond more quickly to, uh, to, 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 to criticism. Uh, uh, and <clears throat> this is a very interesting thing because uh, for, for many, many years, lawyers were able to public relations um, uh, practice because they were able to say, well, we can't announce that, we can't do this, we can't do that. Now uh, the communications people are working closer with the attorneys as the attorneys realize that um, there's certain public opinion arena that, that, that need to be thought through. We have some, <clears throat> we found strong opinions indicating the new media have a long distance to go before they'll be equal to traditional news media in terms of accuracy, credibility, truth, ethics, and so forth. Don't forget, these are the opinions of public relations practitioners that I'm reporting on. Um, we're finding that blogs and social media do not receive very high scores in terms of truth-telling or advocating uh, transparent and ethical cultures, but uh, our respondents give new media high marks for offering organizations low-cost ways to develop relationships with members of various um, uh, strategic publics. Um, the, the time that uh, public relations practitioners are spending um, working with emerging media uh, is, is increasing every year in, in um, in 2008, uh, or I'm sorry, in, in 2011, 7% spent more than half of their time with emerging media. The rest of the breakdowns there on the slide, only 3% um, of the nation's um, PR practitioners, at least those we surveyed, um, told us they don't spend any of their work with the emerging media. This is down from 4% in 2010 and 7% in 2009. Um, there's some very interesting questions about organizational governance and like who's in charge of the social organization. Uh, our results show, now don't forget, we're talking to public relations people, but uh, they, 
uh, for our results show that the public relations the communication function is now responsible for monitoring and managing emerging media. Uh, in 83% of the organizations we, we surveyed, that's up from 81% uh, a year ago and from 66% in 2009, 94% of our respondents think that public relations or communications, often in an organization, uh, um, what we would call the public relations function is, is, is titled the communication department. Uh, so that's why I use the two uh, words together there. Now, research done by others finds that marketing plays a stronger role in organiz organizational governance or uh, of, of emerging media. So it's something that we continue to watch. Um, that um, the uh, how is media actually being used? In 2009, we found that search engine marketing was considered to be the most important of seven emerging media options. That changed dramatically in 2010 and 2011 with the increased importance of social networks, especially Facebook, and microblogging sites, especially Twitter, and video sharing options such as YouTube. Uh, social networks are now considered to be the most important emerging media tools in, in public relations practice, followed by microblogs and video sharing. Uh, each year we also ask how important each of these new media should be are they, but how important should they be in public relations practice? And our 2011 results indicate that social networks should be the most important, followed by video sharing, search engine marketing, and microblog. Uh, so we, we have meaningful gaps between what is happening and what our rep respondents tell us should be happening in terms of social media use uh, in, in the practice of public relations. We also asked how frequently public relations people use various emerging media options as information sources for news about what's happening at the local, national, and international scene. And each year um, that we first asked that question, we first asked that question in 2009. Um, and um, in, in 2009, our PR practitioner respondents told us they got most of their news from newspapers. Um, uh, now, the, the, the public relations audience is going to be a little bit different than the general population, but we're, we're we're still interested in, in where they're getting this news from. Uh, social networks moved into second place with this question in 2011, followed by magazines, TV news, and radio news. Uh, although the microblogs, <coughs> such as Twitter, uh, their use is increasing, it's, it's still in a fairly distant uh, sixth place. And we asked how the, these uh, are, are subjects use media for information about what's happening, such as trade publications, um, uh, the most frequently used media in 2009, but were replaced in 2010 and 2011 by blogs, social networking sites, and uh, and, and, and micro. Um, results show that the PR practitioners are more likely to read online versions than print versions of newspapers and magazines and newspapers. It wasn't always that way, but that's what that's what's happening. Um, uh, uh, that we we also asked how frequently our subjects access various uh, new media services far and away. In both 2010 and 2011, Facebook was, was accessed the most, followed by Twitter and YouTube. LinkedIn uh, uh, use increased dramatically between 2010 and 2011. Each year we conduct a variety of analyses in an attempt to check for demographic differences based upon age, gender, geographical location, and the kind of organization respondents work for. The greatest number of statistics Significant demographic differences we find are based upon age. Younger respondents were more uh, uh, were, were considerably more likely than older ones. 
<clears throat> to not only advocate greater use of social media and public relations, but also to use social media and other internet-based technologies in their daily searches for, for news and information. We find um, uh, that, that, that women, the women that ha who have participated in our study uh, have, um, uh, 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 tend to be um, more adept at, at, at using the emerging media than, than men. But the, when, 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 you, when age is the variable, it's very clear and very statistically significant. Uh, when, when it's, not as, it's not as significant uh, when, when, uh, when you're examining just based on gender. Uh, and um, since um, our male respondents are older than our female respondents, we suspect it, it's more an issue of age than it is of gender. Um, that um, since research is such an integral part of public relations, trend studies have asked questions about social and emerging media measurement. And even though PR practitioners say that research and measurement and evaluation are important, few of our annual subjects have claimed to be actually conducting this kind of research. Although the numbers are still embarrassingly small, the percentage of, of those conducting emerging media measurement has been increasing each year. In 2010, 25% of our respondent organizations claimed to be measuring information employees communicated on blogs or social media. In 2011, 42% of these organizations claimed to be measuring what members of other strategic publics have communicated about their organizations via blogs or other social media. Although fewer than half of our respondents actually are measuring the impact of emerging media communication, almost all of them Um, the subjects in our, in our studies strongly recommend the use of, of outcome measures as opposed to output measures, uh, but unfortunately there's a considerable gap between the kinds of research and measurement that the subjects say we should be doing and what's actually going on. Most of our respondents whose organizations are involved in new media measurement tell us more measurement is taking place in terms of outputs communicated than about the impact of information being disseminated uh, uh, is having on influential opinion leaders, members of um, uh, strategic audiences, and so forth. Okay, um, just to kind of wrap this up a little bit and go to some questions, uh, uh, some uh, a quick look at some some other uh, areas where organizations that have effectively used social media. Uh, the U.S. Army in a, in a campaign uh, uh, that um, they worked on with Weber Shandwick, one of the, one of the larger uh, public relations firms. Uh, the Army Strong campaign that included the first official soldier blog for sharing unfiltered views of military life. This blog now received more than a million visits each year. Volkswagen working in conjunction with the MWW group uh, made the VW GTI the world's first car launched on a mobile device. The campaign involved advertising. There were 1.5 million downloads of the, of the, of the mobile uh, telephone app, and that led to an 80% jump in uh, test drives of the vehicle. The Coca-Cola Company's Expedition 2000 campaign that effectively used social media platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Flickr, to follow um, three young people on a mission to make people happy. In the 206 uh, countries and territories where Coca-Cola is sold, um, Newell uh, Rubbermaid's efforts with its Sharpie brand on Facebook that currently has 1.5 million fans 
Burger King's order taking chicken, Procter and Gamble's uh, Old Spice guy. Um, some other effective uh, campaigns, um, increasing, um, uh, 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 that word increasing should not be there. It's target uh, led side where to donate a million dollars. Kohl's giving 10 million to schools through Facebook. Facebook, um, um, the Facebook event that unveiled Microsoft's Facebook page for Bing's campaign that bought them half a million fans, which is a hamburger type stand in the West Coast, donating a nickel for every new Facebook fan. Southwest Airlines partnering with the Make-A-Wish Foundation, uh, uh, most of you know is a beer, uh, a Facebook campaign to become the most liked beer in America, Papa John's Pizza Facebook promotion for Papa's Specialty Pizza Contest, the Feeding America Facebook campaign by Kellogg's that emphasized nutrition, and Domino's Pizza's use of Facebook to revamp its brand image, particularly after a, you know, a, a, a couple of uh, now former um, uh, employees um, created a video that was rather damaging to the, to the company and they put it on YouTube. Now, in addition to all the good stuff, there is some, um, some ineffective uh, uh, things that happen. Uh, and um, I only have one, one page of those, but LeBron James' misuse of Twitter and his attempts to capitalize on the speculation that he might move from Miami. Uh, General ineffective use of Twitter <clears throat> to explain why it wasn't paying taxes. Um, BP's response to the Gulf of Mexico oil spill. Cisco's TED from accounting videos. Charman's Facebook presence. CBS's community manager having a blocked Twitter, uh, Twitter account. Denny's accidentally pointing customers to a Taiwanese boy's abandoned Twitter account. Nestle's fights with Greenpeace. Price Chopper, grocery store chain, complaining to a customer's boss after the customer criticized the chain on Twitter. Uh, Mercedes criticized for um, requiring users to like the brand on Facebook before they could learn about an upcoming Twitter campaign. Um, the, the final thing, uh, and, and this is my last slide, but the final thing uh, that, that we're looking at in this, in, in this research is, is how, um, how the um, emerging and social media are impacting communication theory or the communication process or, or what we like to call the science beneath the art of public relations. Because they're having a huge impact uh, on this. They're, um, they have completely empowered and dramatically changed the role of the receiver in many of the traditional you know, sender message receiver um, uh, models. They've had a huge um, impact on altering agenda setting theory where, where you know, theoretically the, the, the news media would decide this is more important than that. And uh, you, you'll still see strong elements of agenda setting theory in the media. Sports pages, you'll still see more about football, men playing football, than you're going to see about women playing volleyball. But if you happen to be part of a family where there's a woman in the family who plays volleyball, you can get all the information you want online without even having to subscribe to the newspaper or reading its, uh, its sports page. Um, that um, other elements of impact, I think that. Uh, uh, the social and emerging media have dramatically altered some of the interpretations of cognitive dissonance theory, particularly, particularly in terms of, um, of um, 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 having uh, audiences seek out information that, that's consonant with their own views. Uh, the instantaneous nature of microblogs such as Twitter and social media 
changing the relationships between public relations practitioners and attorneys. I touched on that uh, briefly a few minutes ago. And then the, um, I, I, I just think it's an understatement to say that the social and emerging media are having a huge impact on the what I call the arena of public, public opinion. I get very upset when I hear people talk about the because I don't think there is one. Uh, I think that the word court, as in court of law, implies that both sides of the I mean, even if even if a person is the most you know despicable axe murderer of all time, he or she gets a chance to have that day in court. That does not happen in public opinion, which is which is which why which is why I, I, I think we should refer to it as the arena of public opinion rather than than a court of public opinion, and and the rules of operation and so forth and so on in an arena are quite different than the rules uh, in, uh, in 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 a court. So uh, that's uh, that's that's. Uh, This has been a Communication Research Podcast, a production of the Communication Research Center at Boston University. For more information about the Communication Research Center, please go to www.bu.edu slash com slash crc. Thank you.